If you have your Bibles, turn to uh, James chapter 4. And we're going to continue our series on red letter living. And today's scripture is found in Matthew chapter 4, where Jesus says, Come follow me, and I will make you. And then you draw a blank. Because in Jesus' words to the disciples, he was making them to be fishers of men. But for us, yes, he's called us to be fishers of men, but maybe he wants to make you into a better father, a better mother, a better husband, a better wife. It's only the power of the Holy Spirit that can create in us and make us and fashion us. That word there, come, follow me, and I will make you. It means to construct. It means to build. It means to to form. And as you follow Christ, he makes you into the person that he wants you to be. So what do you want to be today? You want to be a follower? You want to be a consumer? You want to be a disciple? Whatever it is. You can't do it in your own power. You can't do it in your own strength. You got to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we're going to get into that. So go to James chapter 5. And as you're turning there, let me give you a quick, uh, uh, quick promo. Uh, John Anderson is uh, kicking off a brand new series Tuesday night for all of our men. It's called uh, The Christian Man. It's going to be in the Taylor Family Hall. A bunch of guys are getting together. Some great things are, are happening. And how many know that God wants to change men? Can I get an amen? Speaking of that, John, I've got a picture up on the screen of what took place last Sunday. And I want you guys to see this. This is pretty cool. So I, I met Sean last Sunday right in the middle of the service. Fantastic. And someone sent me this picture. You really can't see it really good, but I want you to see a couple dynamics here. Eleanor has got her hands reaching towards Sean. In front of that, you're going to see John, Pastor John, who's got his head down and he's sleeping. No, he's... he's <laughs> He's praying for what was going on. Right in the middle of the sermon, right in the middle of our our church service, God, the Holy Spirit broke out and touched Sean. So there's me laying hands and praying for him. To the right, you'll see red letter living poster, and then on the very top, the words follow me. Amazing. Sean's here today, and his family's here. And... uh, God has the power and the ability to make us into new people, to, to, to change things in us. And so, for these next couple weeks, I, I want to identify why we don't follow Jesus like we should. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have trouble following Jesus. I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't like where he's leading me. It doesn't feel good. It's not always a bed of roses. He's a shepherd who is on the move, and he's moving, and he he wants you to follow him. But sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's tough. tough. I struggle with it, and I think you do too. So I want to identify real quickly maybe some of the reasons why we don't follow Jesus the way we should. And so we're going to go to James chapter 4. We're going to look at a couple, couple of scriptures. If you're with me this morning, let me hear a big amen. 
So let's go to James chapter 4, and I want you to follow along with me. There's going to be notes on the big screen, and you can follow along with me, and let's see what God says in verse 6, James chapter 4, verse 6. Now, this scripture isn't on the screen because I'm going up just a little bit. Verse 6, but he says, I give you more grace. Everyone say grace. I give you grace. Aren't you grateful for the amazing grace? The amazing grace that forgives us. The amazing grace that has patience. The amazing grace that says, okay, we're going to work on this. And grace is amazing. I want you to see that the context of this is that it starts out with God giving us grace. He says, I give you grace. That is why the scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. First first reason why we don't follow Jesus like we should is a very simple one. It's because we like to be in charge ourselves. Why don't we follow Jesus? Why don't we... Constantly looking to him to be our guide is because sometimes in your life and in my life, I like to be in charge. I like to be in control. C.S. Lewis said this, pride is spiritual cancer. It eats up the very possibility of love or contentment or even common sense. I think one of the reasons why we don't follow Jesus is because we like to be in charge. How many type A personality people do I have here today? This drives you crazy. You mean I'm not in charge of my life? You mean I don't get to call the shots? Does that mean that he's going to lead and guide me and take me places that I don't want to go? You know Psalm 23 The Lord is my good shepherd, and I want you to notice that he takes you by green pastures, he takes you by still waters, and then he takes you through the valley. I don't want to go in the valley. Nobody on Facebook says it's great to walk through the valley. But if we're going to be disciples of Jesus Christ, we've got to remind ourselves that we are not in control. And I know, sir, that you've got it all together. I know that you've arrived. I know that you think that you've earned all this money and you have have come to this place where you can call the shots. And I want to remind us here today, church, that we do not call the shots. When we respond to the call, come and follow me. It's not filled with multiple choices. It's a command. I can make you into something great. I can form you. I can fashion you. I can do something beautiful. But you, sir, you, ma'am, have got to come to that place where you surrender. We don't like to follow Jesus because we like to be in charge. The old hymn of the church, I surrender all. I surrender all to thee, my precious Savior. I surrender all. Today is a message just to remind you that if we're going to follow Jesus Christ, we have to surrender every day so that he can make us into the people that God wants us to be. So God starts out giving us grace, and then he says, I want you to be reminded today that I 
oppose the proud. See, pride makes us think that we've arrived. Pride makes us think that we have earned this. Pride makes us think that we can call our own shots. And although this is birthed in grace, God says, I oppose the proud. In just a few hours, there's going to be some football on. Thank goodness. Football. And there's going to be some, there's going to be some big players playing this afternoon. I just did some research. This is called Bible study, but this is research. There, the, the, there's a guy on the Ravens that is six foot nine, 390 pounds. There's a guy on the Chiefs that, that is six foot six, 310 pounds. The guy on the 49ers, six foot seven, 280, and a guy on the Lions, I can't, this is Goliath, 6'10, 330 pounds. Can you imagine going up against those guys? Massive. And then they got pads on top of that, and cleats, and a helmet. What an amazing force to go against. I wouldn't want to be playing against those guys. And neither would you. You know what God says, I oppose the proud? He is saying to you, you are in opposition to me. And I'm bigger than you. And when you live life full of arrogance and full of pride, God says, I oppose you. How many of you here today would like to go up, up, up against God when he's opposing you. Not many. He's big. And he's going to get his way. And to us that struggle with pride and arrogance and and self-esteem, God says, I'm going to give you grace, but I want you to know, I'm six foot nine, I'm 400 pounds, and I'm opposing you. So what's the answer? Well, the answer is found there in James chapter 4, verse 7. If you don't want to fight God, if you don't want God to oppose you, this is what you need to do. Verse 7, submit yourselves to God. Everyone say that word submit. It's got a, it's got a, it's got a bad connotation to some people, but it's a powerful word. If you want to get through life, If you want God to make you and form you and fashion you and not oppose you, then you and I need to make the decision that we are going to submit to God. That word there in the Hebrew is a really interesting word. Uh, The word is hupotasio. Now, I don't expect you to know that. That's what I get paid to do. Hupotasio. It means this. Hupo means under. Tasio means to arrange. Watch this. When you submit to God and you don't fight him, you come underneath his authority and he arranges your life. So what the writer was saying in James is, if you don't want God to oppose you, all you've got to do is come under my authority. Submit. And when you submit, God then has the ability to arrange your life in a beautiful way. How many of you are still with me? Let me hear hear an amen.
I got my golf umbrella. I can't figure out how to use it. God says, I'm going to give you grace, but I want you to be reminded that I will oppose you when you become arrogant and rebellious. I'm going to oppose you when you think you've got it all together. I'm going to oppose you when you think you've arrived. And then he says, Belial, community church, I want you to submit to God. As you follow me and you submit to my leadership, I'm going to, under my authority, I'm going to arrange and establish your steps. I call it the umbrella principle. I used to tell this to my kids all the time. I'd say, guys, there is a shelter of protection over you, and if you stay under the umbrella, you're going to be safe. But be careful stepping out from underneath that authority because bad things can happen. See, there's some of you here today, you struggle with submitting. It's because you've always called the shots. You've always been in charge. You've always been the type A personality. And God says, I want you to know that I will oppose you when you act like that. All I'm asking you to do is to come under my authority and submit. Now I'm telling you, 30, 40 years ago when I did this as a young man, it's been absolutely amazing to see what God does when you simply submit to his leadership. Beautiful things happen when you submit to him. And James says that he will direct our steps, and he also says that when you submit to God, that the enemy will flee. Maybe, just maybe, the reason you're having such struggles with the enemy, maybe it's because your arrogance and your pride and your self-confidence is rising up. And God wants to tell you today, he opposes your pride. But he gives grace to the humble. And when you submit, when you come under, he will order your steps and the enemy will flee. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? So the words today are very, very, very simple. God says, I want to make you into something beautiful. I want to form something in you that's fantastic. And all you got to do is humble yourself and come under my leadership. And as you submit to me, I will arrange your life in a beautiful way. How many are here today and you could, just by raising your hand, you have seen the blessing of submitting To God. Can I see your hand? Yeah, all over. Something beautiful happens. You're under that umbrella of protection, and he is arranging your life in a beautiful way. Let me take you to a couple scriptures. How many are with me? Let me hear an amen. Let's go to, these are not on the screen, so don't, don't, don't freak out. 
Go to, go to uh, Psalms. Psalm 37, just for a moment. Psalm 37. Psalm 37, verse 23 says, The Lord makes his steps firm for the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds his hand. Isn't that beautiful? Write this one down, Proverbs. Chapter 16, verse 9. Proverbs 16, 9. In their hearts... Humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. See what happens? When you're under that umbrella, when you are living a life of submission, when you are not ruled by pride and arrogance, the Bible says he, he ordains, he establishes, he arranges your steps. You know this one. Psalm 119, verse 32. 119 verse 32, turn to me, have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. And then Proverbs. Chapter 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll do what? He'll direct your paths. What we need to do today is, is, as men and women, followers, as we submit ourselves to God, he directs and he establishes our steps. Look in uh, what uh, Henry Miller says. This is a great quote. True strength lies in submission, which permits one to dedicate his life through devotion to something beyond himself. Powerful. There is, um, how many of you like college football here? There's There's something happening in college football. That, that I don't like. Well, first thing I don't like is my team didn't win the national championship. There's a, there's a, a thing creeping into college football. It's called NIL. Name, image, and likeness. Now, let's think about this. It's just just for a minute. We've got 17 and 18 and 19-year-old kids who are negotiating which team they're going to play for. That's probably not a good idea. What it is, is that in college football now, you've got a bunch of free agents. It used to be that you'd sign with a school and you were there for four years. Now it is this NIL rule, you negotiate every single year, and we got 18-year-old kids that are making millions of dollars, and we got a bunch of free agents. God 
is not interested in free agents. Don't send your lawyer to talk to God about how you're going to follow him. Don't send your agent to work up a deal that's going to list out your demands on how you're going to follow Jesus Christ. Come follow me and I will make you. And he's not looking for free agents. He's looking for disciples that are going to follow him no matter what. And there will be times it's not going to be fun. There will be times where it's not easy. There will be times where you won't understand. But we can't expand the kingdom of God if we have a bunch of free agents negotiating their package and deciding who they're going to play for. Are y'all with me? There's only one team. There's only one coach. And he wants you to live a life of submission. God, I'm going to surrender to you. And as I live under your umbrella of protection, your word says that you are going to direct my steps. God, help me not to depend on myself. Help me not to depend on my ability, my skill, my intellect. Help me to come to the place where I am going to follow you no matter what. Let me, let me end with this. And uh, let me see. I'm going to use the band members. Bruce, can you come up here just for a second? Hold this. And I want you to, I want you to stand just over there and hold that sign up over there. And then, uh, Angelo, come. And then Tom. I want you to hold that sign up right there. There you go. And Tom, I want you to hold the sign up. Are you all with me? How many would agree that God doesn't like free agents? Come follow me and I'm going to make you. From being a consumer to a believer to a disciple. This is what God wants. Now, we have the church, not this church, but we have a church full of consumer Christians, free agents. I want, you to, 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 I, I want you to arrange the music to the way I like it. And because the consumer is always right, if I don't like the music, I'm going to go somewhere else. I don't like to be challenged. Pastor Scott, you're a little edgy. And you're a little crazy. And I'm a, Tammy's saying amen. And, and, and because I'm a consumer, I get to pick. And I'm going to go where it feels good. I want it just the way I like it. And we got hundreds of thousands of people in Central Florida, they're consumers. And they'll stay at a church for a year, and then when they don't like something, they're moving on. You're at Chick-fil-A, you're going to go to McDonald's. Why? Because consumers are always right. And I think God wants to remind us today that he's not looking for consumers. You move from consumer to believer. And you're heading in the right direction. 
But this is not the ultimate goal. You got to go deeper. You got to get closer. You got to submit more. That pride is going to rise up, and, and you've got to surrender that pride and follow him. And I don't want you to be a consumer or a believer. I want you to move from consumer, believer, to a disciple. Come follow me. And if you do, I will make you into something great. God's looking for disciples. He's looking for men and women that are going to submit. He's looking for men and women who are going to surrender and follow him no matter what. Now, next week we're going to launch something that's really, really crazy, and that's really going to be good. We're going to do a 40-day red-letter challenge. Everybody's going to get a book, and we're going to follow that book, and for 40 days, we are going to read and pray together because we're not consumers or just believers, we're disciples. And this is something really cool, and I love this. We're going to give everybody in the church communion elements, and as a church, for 40 days, we're going to take communion every single day. I don't know, Pastor Scott. I grew up, we only had communion once a month. And I know that's in the Bible somewhere. Oh, really? Consumers, Jesus says, when you take communion, you remember me. And how many think it's a good idea to remember God a little bit more than just once a month? So watch this. I know you've never done it before. I've never done it before. We're going to give you a packet of juice and some crackers in a baggie. And you're going to like it. (laughs) And every day, people of Belle Isle Community Church are going to start making some steps to being not just a consumer or a believer, but steps into being disciples. And we're going to give it to you. You don't have to do anything but just follow Jesus and every day remember him. I'm hoping the families at the end of dinner will get those crackers out and that grape juice out and they will start just teaching their kids the power of communion. Why? Because when you partake of the elements, you remember God. Disciples need to remember God more. And so as a church, we're going to go through this incredible red-letter challenge. We're going to be reading together on the same page, praying together on the same day, and every single day we're going to have communion together. Why? Because we need to be more like Christ. We need to humble ourselves and come under that umbrella and allow him under his leadership to make us into the person that he wants us to be. And I believe at the end of 40 days, Easter Sunday, we're going, to, we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but we're all going to, also going to celebrate the fact that we as a church, we're moving to discipleship. We're moving to the place where we are more like God. We have enough believers and enough consumers. Jesus is looking for disciples that are going to follow him. And I'm excited. I have never done this in all my years. And when I got the idea at staff meeting last week, I was so tickled. Let's give them grape juice. Let's give them crackers. 
And every day for 40 days, we're going to remember Jesus Christ. We're going to come under his leadership. We're going to allow him to arrange our steps and our ways because we're following Jesus Christ to becoming the people that he wants us to be. So I'm not going to ask you today where you are. Some of you are consumers, and that's okay. I'm praying that as you follow Christ, he's going to make you, he's going to change you and move you from darkness to light, move you from being a consumer to a believer, from a believer to a disciple. Free crackers. You can't beat that. Free grape juice. I think something's going to transform in our lives as we follow Christ and become disciples of him. Can I get an amen? God bless you guys. Thank you for that. Good job. So today we are going to end the service with communion. In just a moment, our our hosts are going to come and, and we're, we're going to serve. And this is what I want you to do as we prepare our hearts. I want you to understand what it, what it means to be a, a disciple, to follow him. In addition to communion for 40 days, and in, in addition to doing a, a study altogether, red letter challenge, I'm going to ask you to, to give up something. I'm going to ask you just to surrender something. And I'm not going to tell you what. I'm not going to ask you what you're giving up, and I don't want you to ask me. But for 40 days, we're going to surrender to something. We're going to surrender to God. We're going to submit to him. That may mean surrendering dessert for 40 days. It may mean surrendering Facebook for 40 days. Oh, God, Pastor Scott. It may mean not watching Fox News as much as you do for 40 days. I'm not going to tell you what to give up. Watch this. Disciples surrender. And God brings us sometimes to a place where he says, I want you to surrender, and here's the area that I'm pointing at. And it hurts. It's not fun. It's not glamorous. You post that on Facebook, no one's going to care because it, 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 it's tough. That's what disciples do. I'm going to ask you this, this Lent season to give up something big. Make it hurt. Because you can't identify with a celebration of Easter if you haven't partaken just a little bit in some of the pain that it took to get there. Easter Sunday is a time of celebration. I want it to be a time of celebration, and it's going to be a time of celebration when you come and we worship together and we have all surrendered another area of our life to God because we want to come underneath his leadership and we want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to tell you what to give up. 
Some of you may be a, a glass of wine. Cigar. Fishing. Oh. Oh. Golf. Oh. God. It, it hurts. Yeah. Yep. Make it hurt. Make it hurt. And when you do, when we do, watch this. John the Baptist says, I decrease and he increases. You know what the world needs? You know what Belle Isle needs? You know what the city of Orlando needs? They need to see more of us die and more of God come alive. That's what happens. So when you give up your dessert, you give up your TV show, you give up sports, you give up golfing, more of you dies and more of him lives. And that's what happens when we submit ourselves to the leadership of Jesus Christ. Follow me, and I will make you into fishers of men. 